Deleso supports clients by providing a tailor-made service from outsourced back office functions right the way through to director level advice and consultancy. Go to deleso.co.uk forward slash Rec Live Lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Recruiters where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on our planet. And I'm really excited today to be able to invite one of my friends and uh, one of my members of my private coaching group, 2-5 Tribe. Um, let me tell you a bit about Chris. Christopher Young is the owner and director of FlexiRec. Um, now, Chris is an active recruiter with over eight years experience placing rising stars and top talent within some of the UK's biggest and best loved companies, including the likes of Fujitsu, Hilton Worldwide and Sanyo. Three years ago, Chris founded FlexiRec as a specialist agency across three divisions, commercial office staff, sales professionals and more recently technical experts. Chris, I know, has got massive plans for the FlexiRec brand and he's with us today to share his journey so far. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Yeah, good, Roy. Thanks very much for inviting us in. That's all right. And Chris, listen, I know you're a really busy guy right now, um, but we're really, really chuffed to have you in uh, Have you in as a guest of the Live Lounge. Now, Chris, look, tell us something about the work. I just did a really brief intro, intro there, but tell us something about the work that you guys do at FlexiRec. Yeah, sure. Um, well, FlexiRec has changed quite considerably over the last, um, I suppose, six months. Uh, completely changed the structure of our business identified uh, what our clients and candidates really wanted from us. So we've split the business into three divisions. Uh, more recently three, it was two. Um, so I head up the sales division and uh, look over the commercial division that uh, Katrina also helps us with. And I've recently brought in um, Tracy, who now heads up our technical division, uh, mainly from the need of a particular client of ours who um, says, Chris, we like the way in which you work with uh, and the processes you have with the um, with the more commercial and sales roles. Can you help us with technical? So, um, not knowing much about technical, I drafted someone in. So, and that's the plan. I think moving forward, we are looking into um, more divisions, specialising and having specialist recruiters rather that know the industry inside and out, and we can really help um, some key clients and on some new clients as well so that's what we do fantastic and chris i know that you're on a mission to get that flexi rec brand across <laughs> as many different divisions as you can and uh, look if anyone can make that happen i know you can um now chris look i know or you know i know that you're a fan of recruiters live lounge you know the way we traditionally like to start our interview together is to find out your uh, favorite success quote and how you apply that to your everyday business and going about it? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I love success quotes. Um, I could reel them off to you all day long. Um, I won't do that though because I know we're on a, some sort of uh, time frame. Um, uh, but the one I have for you, I haven't heard anyone really say, and I, I, some would say it's somewhat vulgar, but it does. It, I honestly, well, 
I honestly use this every day, and I say it to myself every day, and it's do what makes your money first. Good. It's, it's not so much about the actual cash reward. It's more about the prioritizing of your time. Like, you wouldn't necessarily um, update your Facebook profile or do your banking when you know that you've got a candidate that needs help in the preparation for an interview or that you've got a client that um, needs you to help with a counter offer. Yeah. So it's literally, when I'm going through my daily plan, um, I look at what literally is going to close first yeah. um, and move and move forwards that way. Obviously, sometimes there are things that get in the way of that, but you know, you tend to target what you can influence and what can really um, yeah, make you money first. Chris, I love that quote, I really do, and I tell you what, it reminds me um, of a really similar mantra that you know I had when I when I worked a- actively as a recruiter in the way that you are now, and I think I, I just phrased it different. I used, to, I used to look at my desk, which was a pretty much a mess in those days, uh, still is these days, and I used to look at my desk and I used to, as you said, prioritise my day, and I think the phrase that I used to use was very very similar is what what are my closest to money deals um what you know on my desk here i might have a thousand and one things to do but what ones are closest to money Mm. and what action can i take that makes it one step closer closer um and do you know what i think they're very very similar but you know i know from from my experience just doing that really really helped focus me you know i'm I'm, people that know me know that I'm a bit of a magpie it's like wow that's shiny boom and I'm off to another thing that discipline of of knowing what stuff am I working on what's going to get me closest to a deal and then what action do I need to take to make that happen today and people need it from all that well from for the whole career as a recruiter really because I I heard that from an old manager that I had called Gary Shaler okay Uh, and great guy um, just whipped you to work but he, but whenever I was like frustrated didn't know what to do next he what's going to make you money first come on let's crack on um, but I even, I hear him now you know still with the crack of the whip um, and uh, yeah it's, it's good it's what everyone needs to be able to have in their own minds to move forwards definitely I think it's a really good time management tool as you say for, for all of us and, and maybe I need to refresh that one in my own kind of uh, time management system um, so thanks for sharing that with us uh, Chris um, Chris, look, I know and we know behind every successful uh, entrepreneur within recruitment, there's usually been some difficulty, some, uh, you know, adversity or mistake. What's the biggest failure that you've had in your recruiting career? Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's actually quite a tough one for me um, being able to describe it because not a lot of people know how difficult it is setting up a recruitment or even set up any business. Um, and for me, it was stepping away from a five-year relationship with a mentor. Right. Um, I found particularly difficult and didn't take that into account when I set up FlexiRec. So the first six months of my business was very tough um, and it just reflected in most of the things I did. Um, so, but it got to a point where I didn't really know what the next move was going to be. Um, And I I suppose it got to the point where I was almost going to quit the whole thing. And it was really, really tough. It was was a really difficult time for us. Um, But my wife turned around to me and says, well, who can you ask for help? And 
you know, just so happened to think of a guy that I kind of saw on a DVD training video. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, uh, yeah, well, I reached out to you, Roy. I mean, you, 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 a day later, you, you, you phoned me, we had a chat, and you sent me a book in the post, and I read it. And it really changed the way I looked at, you know, my business and me within it. So, yeah, I suppose that that was the run-up to it, and that was the kind of aftermath of it. But, yeah, it was... It, Failure is a really difficult thing to stomach on your own, and it's being on your own and being, not being able to reach out was the message really from that story. And Chris, listen, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate your, your kind words there. I didn't know that you were going to say that, honestly. You can pay me later, that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, I'm really interested to know, because um, you know I know the power of mentors. Was the mentor relationship that you had previously based around your employment i.e. it was someone in the business that you worked with as an employee yeah no definitely i mean the guy i mean i don't mind saying who he is and he, he, he may well watch it i don't know that mind. the guy's dennis raymond he was um a former director of a business i used to work in um i used to head up his commercial division for him and i used to just love listening to him on the phone if anything just yeah. the patter and i learned the process from him yeah. um and Learning from people, it, I mean, I, there's a saying where, I mean, going back to the quotes and what have you, every person needs a mentor and everyone needs to be um, a mentee, I think is the term that you can use for it. You need someone to be able to train, you need to continuously train yourself. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's about influence at the end of the day. It's about how, where you can gather influence from. And I suppose Dennis, for me, was the figure that I aspired to be and I, I feel like I'm kind of reaching that point now and it's just kind of I'm just trying to get uh, to the next point I suppose. Chris it's such a, a, a wonderful story and I, I'm sure if Dennis is listening to this and watching it. <laughs> I'm, um, just, I'm just name dropping everyone yeah. now. <laughs> well he'll be looking for his royalty check in the post there I'm you sure. Go, um, but I do think everyone does need mentors and, and sometimes just to take us through different stages of our development you know some people are good at at the beginning stage some people I know are good at you know perhaps the exit stage and there are others that are perhaps good in that in that middle section which is the growth section but you know the the fact that I think mentors push us Mm. to a higher standard and and in the absence of a mentor it creates a bit of a vacuum and I think you know just remembering our previous conversation I think that's that's where you were mm. um, but listen I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that, uh, that that we've come this far um, yeah. so look you know we've talked there about one of the biggest challenges which was you know I had a mentor and then all of a sudden I didn't talk to me about the Eureka moment you know that moment in recruitment where the light bulbs go on everything you know sort of slots into place what was that moment for you? Talk us around that. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I suppose it, I, it kind of came when, like I mentioned, my wife said to me, um, who can you ask for help? And it's, it's, it's literally when you are able to find it within yourself to ask for help. Um, and there's nothing wrong in that. There's absolutely nothing wrong in that. And from that, I've, I suppose it's kind of spawned on from, you know, being able to be influenced by other people. But meeting other people and from that I've then moved on to bigger and better things you know um, so I've started networking um, and uh, meeting people within the community uh, and then from that I've then learned about other charities that were now involved in things so the eureka moment for me was finding it within myself to be able to reach out um, and once I had done that 
um, everything just fell into place because it was really a problem shared is you know problem halved and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I suppose that's that was it for me. That was it for me. Chris, I think there's a really good takeaway in that, and you know what? I, I thank you very much for sharing it as well. I think a lot of us start businesses and. Um, we almost and this is my personal experience you almost we almost let our egos take center stage it's like you know there's a fear factor of letting our guard down it's like oh my god this is my business it you know we I, it can't be a failure and 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 more importantly i can't admit to anybody it's not going right um and it's the ego that gets in the way you know mm. and i think it sounds like um you know, you reached that epiphany moment. It took me, you know, quite a lot longer to work this out for my own business. But to let my ego take a back seat or, you know, yeah. stop at the front door and actually just admit that, you know what, actually, I don't know everything. And quite frankly, I don't need to know everything. Yeah. I know certain things really, really well. But our skill is in about identifying people that can take us to the next level with... Uh, in perhaps areas that we're not the strongest and I think that is a real skill you put your ego to one side you push that to one side and you're able to you know finally move forward and so thank you for sharing that I think a lot of people listening and watching it will really resonate with them as it as it does with me um so Chris look tell us what do you do consistently on a daily basis that sets you up for success What, what do you do you know every single day um, keeping things simple and just delivering what I say I'm going to deliver. I think that's the key thing. Um, it's you, recruitment. You've got to love to. You've got to love doing it. Yeah, because there are so many parts of that process, and there is um, uh, key parts in that process that you can truly influence. Yeah. But you can't do that unless you've done the background work. Yeah, so it's understanding people, it's listening to people, identifying with what they're looking for, and once you've understood their motivations, then you can assist them move forwards. Um, it's like when you get to, if, if when you're registering a candidate and, you, and you're understanding why they want to go to the to the next level, or how that's going to influence their lives, or why that's going to um, you know make a big difference for them. You can then bring them back to those thoughts, especially in counter offers. I think that's really, really important. So, so when they've got another, co- you know, another company saying, "Oh, we're going to offer you X," well, I can turn around and say, "Well, you know what? It's really interesting you say that because from when we talked before, you told me the most important things were this, this, and this." Yeah. Um, so when you're able to keep it simple, understand what they're looking for, identify with them, you can. You can really mould the situations you're in, and that's what I do, or what we do, to make sure that we're delivering the best service that we can to both our candidates and our clients. Chris, I love that. I really do, and it reminds me today. Uh, it's just so ironic that we're speaking today, but today I read a quote by a guy called Larry Bird, who was a really famous basketball player um, in uh, in the states. A really famous, very, very talented basketball player a very long time ago. But one of the things that um, Larry Bird is famous for saying that, uh, you know, people asked him, how did you achieve all these different things? And, 
you know, he was the Michael Jordan of his day. How did you achieve all of these things? And he said, look, learn to master the fundamentals. And I think that's exactly what you've said is that, you know, with recruitment, if we put in those really good foundations, it's the questions that you ask a candidate, it's the questions that you ask a client, it's listening to the answer, noting those answers, and then, as you say, you know, further in the process, it may be a counter-offer, it may be when the client's formulating the offer, is using their exact words, and that's, I think that's a real key as well, mm. using the exact terminology, the exact phrases that they used when they were talking about why they were considering a move or why this position is so critical to their organization. Using those same words is a very powerful thing that happens in a client candidate conversation when you're able to do that. So, um, and it's not, you know, thing is, I think a lot of people try and overcomplicate the process. So, mm. keep it simple, stupid, I think is a really, really good, certainly for yeah. me, you know, a, gr a great mantra. There's nothing complicated about our process. If we ask a, a client the right questions, they'll tell you how to make placements with them. And if you ask a candidate the right questions and listen, that's the really key bit, um, yeah. they'll tell you how to place them, you know. Um, and it, it doesn't get more complicated than that, I, in my humble opinion. But I think a lot of people try and overcomplicate what we, what we do. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're matchmakers. Uh, we are corporate mudlarks, if you want to call us that, you know. Um, the, the simplicity of it is, is that there are companies out there that are looking for staff and there are candidates out there looking for work and it's just a matter of finding the right tools in the right time with the right kind of attitude that's going to bring them together and that you know a good recruiter is someone that just builds on relationships that's all it is really true really true um chris tell tell us what's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur and then on the flip side what do you see as your biggest weakness or the thing that you want to work on most as an entrepreneur yeah um it's difficult talking about yourself like that, isn't it? Um, so, um, my biggest strength, I suppose, would be being able to take a step back. Because being, being a business owner, is, what I've found now is being able to remove yourself from situations and then be able to analyse the implications of what you're planning to go into next. That's really important. Jumping into things head first just doesn't work. I mean, the amount of times where we're on the phone to a a client and they're saying to us um, okay strike a deal with me now or, you know I want you to reduce your fees by X amount of money or whatever I, I never make those decisions there and then good um, I say well I've got to digest I love that term I've got to digest what we've just talked about there and I'll come back to you with what I feel is those going to be appropriate for both of us and I can do that with both cars and clients good. Um, that I suppose is a strength because not a lot of people a lot of people just want to jump on the sale and sometimes if you jump on it, you'll just, you'll kill it. It just won't, won't work. It's, it's, um, kind of, it's kind of the distinction, isn't it, between um, certainly how I used to be as a recruiter. So as a recruiter, I was almost rewarded for jumping on it, creating that deal, making it happen. But as a business owner, we, you know, it's expected and I think we should be just slightly more considered in terms yeah. of our decisions. And the other thing I found, I'm sure you found the same, Chris, is that when you when a client or a candidate hears that from you um you know they might ask you for something and you say look if i'm if i'm forced to make a decision right now it would be a no and i don't want to do that to you yeah. just give me a couple of you know maybe 30 minutes or a couple of hours let me consider the business case let me consider you know our 
our position and I'll come back to you. Yeah. For, that's so powerful from a client or candidate because if if you come back with a no, at least they feel like, wow, actually, he's really thought that through. Or if they come back with a yes, they feel like they've really had to grind it out of you. You definitely have more credibility I in think so. answering that in that way. But it's the same with any form of business decision you make, especially when you're a business owner. So same with like, I had a recent meeting with my accountants and they wanted me to agree to particular um, terms, you know, fairly quickly. Right. Or, you know, um, printing supplies, things like that. Anything. Yeah. Um, they're not going to run away. You are a business as much as you want to work with them, they want to work with you. And, you know, it's a relationship at the end of the day and it should be a two-way thing. It's a great, great piece of advice there. And I, I think what I need to do, Chris, is, is watch this interview, listen to it again, and <laughs> maybe, maybe take on board some of that stuff myself. Um, so, uh, Chris, in terms of how you see the recruitment industry developing over the next five years, it's like, look, you've worked in it for you know, over eight years now. Um, if you're looking into your crystal ball and looking forward to the future, how do you see our industry developing and panning out? I'm not going to say anything different from what I've heard of other people say. I'm sorry to say, um, it's, it, recruitment in the UK, especially, is getting a lot more automated. Um, there's everything from your, your LinkedIn, see your job boards, and what have you. But internal recruiters, you know, you know, people within the, your companies that you're trying to recruit for, um, they've all got the same tools, um, and they're fast becoming. Very much more, very much as skilled as, as we are as recruiters. Yeah. Um, so it's finding something different. It's finding out where you can get candidates that are um, not overly readily available. And it comes down to the raw skill sets of the recruiters again. I mean, we, we talk about how um, how the internet was going to you know kill us off, and then we heard about the job boards are going to kill us off, and then it was LinkedIn, and it's also, it's, but in a day there's tools. The raw skills of being able to bring someone to the table will always be there. Yeah. The agent side, the consultant side, is always going to be there. Yeah. But as long as you can influence uh, and motivate people, that's the way things work. However, I do feel as though that Facebook could very, very easily kick all our asses. Um, I can see how they can use a very big brother type of stance of you know reviewing how we're feeling, how we're talking about things and what have you. And they could pick things up like that. And, they, and most of us say what we do on there as well. I'm sure if they were really you know, interested in the market, they could, they could put a team together that can just try and pin down a few people that would say like, oh, they're really disappointed in their role at the moment. They're good at this, that, and the other. They talk about this sort of skill set. Let's, let's uh, have a chat with them about trying to put them somewhere else. You know, it, it could happen, but you know, I'd like to think it wouldn't. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Chris, I, I'm with you on that, and the thing is, I'd like to think it wouldn't, but I know it's ca they're capable of it. Yeah. Um, I think all the developments in terms of big data, and uh, certainly, you know, some of the things I've seen possible within Facebook advertising and retargeting, and the and the segmentation that you're able to do, or or that Facebook are able to do for you as an advertiser. Um, I'm thinking, wow, actually, I, I can be an advertiser and use this, but also I'm a consumer. I'm sure this information is out there on me for other people to, to be able to, to, you know, to buy and, and uh, manipulate or use to, you know, to their own advantage. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think um, there is definitely the capability there. 
Um, I do see LinkedIn really trying very hard to um, to retain its social network business status, but actually, I think the lines are getting a bit blurred on on you know on all of the platforms. So. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Let's let's see how both our visions kind of uh, pan out over the next five years. We'll we'll take a view on this interview in five years' time, smoking cigars or maybe not smoking cigars, but um, uh, you know, doffing our hats and saying, "Oh yes, we were absolutely right in that." And I wish I'd bought shares in the Google of the day. Um, brilliant. All right, Chris. Listen, thank you so much. In terms of those answers to those questions, I'm now really keen to move you into our lightning round. Uh, Chris, I need to ask you, are you ready for the lightning round? I think I'm ready, Roy. Good, okay. <laughs> the lightning round. Chris, what's the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? Um, not listening. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think jumping into, uh, ju- jumping into a sale, trying to, trying to sell something that's not ready to be sold. Um, and yeah, it's just not paying attention to the needs, the specific needs um, of that of that of that client or candidate, for that matter. Um, and yeah. And you know what, Chris? It, it's it's interesting for me because I know you know part of FlexiRec, uh, the, one of the divisions, is placing salespeople. So through your you know through that division, you must see some of the best and worst practitioners of sales technique and. When oh, it's yeah. good, it's really good. And when it's poor, it's like, oh, my God. It's what, what we really, really love is when we meet with a really good salesperson that just makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. And it makes you just want to go for a drink with them or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, when, you get, when you get people like that who are just so engaging and just they almost, when they look at you, they're looking deeper into your soul. You know, that sort of thing. That's brilliant, you know. But it's not for everyone. Yeah. I mean, for some types of industries, you know, it, you need that kind of car salesman type attitude as yeah. almost, you know, the bullshitness, the tenacity. Yeah. But sometimes you just need someone to guide you through a scenario, you know, a scenario and almost spin sell it, I suppose, you know, just yeah. trying to identify the opportunity and, and show them the need. It's, it's, the way, it's the way forward, definitely. It's amazing, Chris. Whenever um, people uh, talk to me outside of our industry, family, friends, etc., and they say to me, oh, you know, I hate being sold to, I hate being sold to, whenever I question them further, what it always, 99.9% of the time, transpires to be is they hate being sold to badly. Because yeah. that's, you know, the experience they've had is so poor. And then when I talk about, you know, some of the best practices in, in, in selling or recruitment, selling in recruitment even, um, they're like, wow, you know, good selling doesn't feel like selling. It, you know, it doesn't feel like you're being sold to. Mm. It feels like this amazing journey that someone's kind of led you down. So, uh, or you know, or guided you through. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, um, Chris. Next question: What's the best piece of business or recruitment advice you've ever heard? Oh, um, immerse yourself. Um, that's it. Immerse yourself, uh, whether it be the industry. Uh, the, the the competitors, um, the 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 history, the future um, of anything that you do, be expert yeah. and immerse yourself. I mean, I'm looking at bringing on someone into my business reasonably soon um, as a rookie recruiter, and the first thing I'm going to do, rather than 
um, get them on the phones immediately is to make sure they know what they're talking about Good. Um, and they understand the industry and they know about the types of companies they're going to go after. It's really important. I love that. I really love that and, and, uh, and echo that totally. Um, Chris, what's something that you see working brilliantly at FlexiRec, whether it's an app or whether it's software or, I don't know, something that's working really, really well for you and your business right now? It's, re it's reasonably new to us um, because now we're in a position we can do it. Um, but it's um, actually a brainchild of my wife, actually. I've mentioned her a couple of times now. Um, <laughs> Good. She should be sitting here. Um, but, uh, but it's our corporate responsibility project. Okay. Now, it's not a piece of software. It's not an app. It's what we're putting back into our local community. And don't get me wrong. It's great doing it. And we love doing it. Um, we love seeing uh, the effect we have on helping other people, whether it be our local rugby team, um, the professional boxer Dave Abraham that we're sponsoring, um, Spear is a charity that helps young people get into work, um, and also, you know, we've uh, recently sponsored, I think it was the Kingston University e-racing team just to, for the launch of our technical division. But anyway, it's really? something to talk to our clients and candidates about. Yeah. It's a reason to pick up the phone. I mean, it's empty, Sure. It's like we've got. Like, I was able to like do a load of print on it. You know, you might notice me and Mr. Cameron up there as well. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, so we've just been able to print off a load of them, stick them in the post to people. I know you hear post and you think crumbs. You know, that's that's old school right there. But then you pick up the phone and start talking about it, and they 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 then want to know more about your business, and you want to find out a bit more about theirs. And it's just it, it, that to us is working really really well. Already I picked up, just from sending out 100 and making follow-up phone calls, and I've only got to about 40 so far in the last like two or three days, we've picked up seven vacancies. Brilliant. You know, it's just it's brilliant. So really enjoying it. Chris, I, and I love the fact that not only is it working, but it's actually something that you genuinely as a team are really committed to. And sorry, you're enjoying. That's, that's yeah. the important bit. It's like, yeah. actually, we like doing it and it's giving us business. It's like it, it kind of wins on all fronts. Um, and you're right. I think that a lot of recruitment businesses, a lot of people maybe listening to this struggle with the idea of, well, what could I talk to clients about if it's not recruitment? Well, I think that kind of demonstrates really, really nicely that, you know what, it doesn't have to be about recruitment. It's about just engaging people in good conversation. Yeah. Recruitment will always come around. We know that. But have something different to talk about. And um, I like that. It's a real, a real differentiator. If I can say the word. Okay. Um, Chris, what's the best business book that you've read in the last six months? Um, again, it's the, the, the e-myth is always coming up on this program, which, I, you know, it's a great book. It changed the way I looked at um, my business inside and out of it. However, um, the first business book I ever read, and I have read it recently since, was uh, Richard Branson's autobiography. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's about the trials, tribulations, the, um, I mean, he does go off on a tangent a bit with British Airways at the end, bless him, but at the same time, it, it really does show the success that can be created from next to nothing, apart from hard graft, really, and surrounding yourself with people that truly influence you uh, in a really positive way. Um, and it's the same with most autobiographies. I mean, I've read several of them with you know, Alan Sugar and 
uh, Duncan Valentine and all, 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 you know, all the dragons. Um, but it's, it's what you take from them. And it's always got to be positive influence. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not a how-to manual. It's not a success manual. It's not how you know, but it's what you take from it and how it, how you digest it and how you use it is the important thing. I think in any business book, definitely. I love that book, and and I think uh, I know that there's a lot of people, uh, both recruiters, live lounge listeners, and watchers, uh, but also two five tribe members that again cite that as their number one favorite book it's branson's uh, original biography and I, I, again i'm a fan i'm a real fan um okay final question in the lightning round for you chris if you woke up tomorrow morning um and uh armed with all the knowledge and experience and everything else that you got but flexi rec wasn't there god forbid what would you do how <laughs> don't worry it's just uh, it's hypothetical, Chris. All right. right okay. But if it if it did happen, if it were to happen, what would you do? How would you start rebuilding from the start? Well, I, I would still I would stay in recruitment. Um, I, I I really enjoy recruitment. Um, but I'd combine it with something that I also really enjoy, um, or that's particularly new or, or developing. Um, has has got legs on it, pretty much. Um, and I'd go really niche. I'd go really, really niche. I'd go something like motorsport. And that sounds a bit bonkers, but I'd go something like that or perhaps something uh, a little less bonkers like um, international digital marketing or something. Um, I think there's a lot of legs on that, an awful lot of legs. And, um, yeah, it, it, may, it may not have to be that I have to give up FlexiRec and start up something completely different. It might be a new division if someone fancies coming and joining me. But... Um, <laughs> pitching that one as well um, but uh, yeah I, I, I think I love recruitment so I would definitely stick it out Chris I, I, I love your answer there I love recruitment and also I'm a big fan actually of international digital marketing maybe we should speak after this interview <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll be a longer conversation Chris sadly we are coming to the end of our time together in recruiters live lounge um, just a c couple of things. If you could leave our viewers, our, our listeners, with one final piece of advice, and on top of that, how people can get in touch with you after watching or listening to this interview. Oh, yeah, sure, no worries. Um, final piece of advice would be um, listen, take influence from others, and find a really good mentor. <laughs> uh, but to find me if you wanted to have a chat with me about our business what we do our, our corporate responsibility projects um, or my meeting with David Cameron the other day which we haven't really spoken about uh, <laughs> um, then you can reach me on uh, Facebook on Twitter on LinkedIn and you can find them all just by typing FlexiRec into Google so yeah just reach out fantastic Chris thank you for that thank you um, in fact, Chris, what we will do is we'll put a link to uh, that famous meeting of yours with David Cameron, the UK Prime Minister. We'll put a link to that. I think you had a blog post on it or something. We'll put a link to that at the bottom of your, your show notes. So if you're listening, sure. uh, you guys can get that. On behalf of everybody at Recruiters Live Lounge, I just want to say a sincere thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you for sharing your journey uh, so far with FlexiRec. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. That's all right. Um, to everyone else that's listening, uh, you've been in Recruiters Live Lounge with me, Roy Ripper, and Chris Young. Um, in order for you to keep getting free content, these inspiring interviews, every week we publish a new one, just make sure that you subscribe. By subscribing, the interviews will be sent to you directly. You won't have to remember to keep coming back. So just do that. I look forward to seeing you in the next Live Lounge. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Recruiters Live Lounge with Roy Ripper. Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. Deleso was formed to enable recruitment owners and managers to focus their skills and efforts in areas that would get the most rewards, such as sales. Deleso supports clients by providing a tailor-made service from outsourced back-office functions right the way through to director-level advice and consultancy. Go to deleso.co.uk forward slash reclive lounge to find out more and start talking to them today.